This is the podcast, New Equals Reason, in a world where the unknown keeps us learning daily together. We journey into the new. It equals the reason to have a conversation about it. If we all plant good seeds today, our food for thought for tomorrow will be plentiful for the future. On this episode, I want to talk about who's the goat. Part two, greatest of all time. This is the part two of the Jordan LeBron. But part two, I wanted to take it to a discussion I feel like should be had of who's the greatest of all time. If you're going to say Jordan, which I would say 98% of the world would say Jordan, but who would be somebody that could challenge Jordan for the greatest of all time is what we're debating. In part one, we went Jordan versus LeBron because that's what the conversation has been for years. Uh, Granted, you know, LeBron being a great talent, uh, been the most consistent player uh, for a stretch uh, ten straight finals. Nobody's denying that. That is a great achievement. He's lost a few. I think he's only won four out of ten. Uh, you can do the math on that. For those that don't understand simple math, if you go somewhere ten times and you only get it done four, that's 40%. Uh, Jordan has went six times and won six. That's 100%. So, if you're doing simple math, clearly Jordan is the greatest of all time. But in my personal opinion, I feel like you would have to go Jordan or Kobe simply because Kobe did what many try in life and he succeeded at it. Many people in life try to duplicate someone great, be it in business, uh, at your job, uh, technology, parenthood. I mean, there's so many greats that people meet that move you in different ways. Uh, Jordan moved Kobe in a different way. Uh, of course, Jordan has moved tons of basketball players. You can't look up any NBA player uh, past about 98 and they not say great things about Jordan. But Kobe did what few can do in life. He copied a man's talent to a T and it worked. You have to understand it worked part. When you copy somebody and you're not that person, it doesn't tend to work the same way. What Kobe did was he copied a man's game to the T. And if you're around my age, you can remember a young Kobe playing. Kobe didn't always play like Jordan. When Kobe won his slam dunk contest, Kobe played as Kobe would play. 
Hista. Uh, on the, I think it's Up in Smoke or All the Smoke. It's uh, Stephen Jackson and Matt Bourne's podcast, Great Podcast. It's actually the last interview before the late, great Kobe Bryant passed away, which we all know the helicopter crash with him, his daughter, and other uh, people on board. I'll rest in peace. I watched that. I'm not a... I love Kobe's game. Kobe's a great, but I'm a Celtics fan. You know, me talking about LeBron and Kobe as a Celtics fan in modern day where I knew and understood what was going on. It's not something that comes natural to be on a positive note from me. I'm a dedicated Boston Celtics fan, Paul Pierce is my man. I would argue Paul Pierce has gave given Kobe and LeBron all they could ask for, and he doesn't get mentioned nearly anywhere close in this conversation. These are all facts. You can go back and watch highlights on YouTube. I have to say that it's so that the listeners know I'm a Celtics fan. I'm recording this from a Celtics man room. So when I say these things, they're coming from pure basketball eyesight eye test. What Kobe Bryant was able to do, you would never see again. Not just on Jordan, but any other player. The fact that you can put so much focus and drive and determination in something. That is what I was saying in part one that LeBron, to me, doesn't have on the Jordan level. But when you look at what Kobe was able to do, Kobe had it on a Jordan level. He might have had it more, he might have had it more than Jordan because he was able to take himself and think, if I can duplicate that exact thing that I've watched him do, I can be labeled just as good, if not better. The man shaved his head. Changed his number. He was all in. Think about that. When you go, I'm going to copy what this person has done. And I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to let you know. He changed the way he talked. He changed the way he walked. You have to understand what that man pulled off. If you think about something as simple as cutting your hair. Let's think about this. Kobe had a fro. You can go back and see pictures. When his game changed, his hair changed. LeBron James, 36. B37 this year. You can see commercials with LeBron, head full of hair. Unreal. 
Man, how'd he get all that hair back? You watch a game. The boy is missing a piece of the pie up top. I mean, it's bad. I feel like he won't cut it because he does not want to be compared to Jordan in that light. Kobe, challenge accepted. He went on, went to number 24. Was he saying he was the next best thing? I think so. But when you compare Kobe and Jordan, you can actually look it up Jordan, Kobe uh, highlights. They will show you play for play him doing Jordan's move. You can see it in today's NBA. Not only uh, today's NBA, you can see it with today's elite NBA. Giannis trained with Kobe, won the MVP. Jason Tatum on the verge of being an identical Kobe. I mean, he is like, I've watched Kobe. I'm watching Tatum. My brother's a Lakers fan. We've had this conversation. What Tatum is on the verge of pulling off is duplicating Kobe Bryant, who duplicated Jordan. Jason Tatum may very well be the closest thing you may see to Kobe if he keeps going down the path he's going. You can highlight, you can watch highlights of Jason Tatum doing exactly what Kobe did, who did exactly what Jordan did. And if Jason Tatum is able to win some championships, he may very well be in a conversation for a generation down the line because he's still 22 years old. Think about that. You're talking about a kid who was drafted at 19 by 23. He is going to be considered someone who could be the next Kobe. I don't know your age range, but you can go back and you can type in who was going to be the next Jordan in the 90s. You're going to get names like Grant Hill. You're going to get names like J.R. Ryder. J.R. Ryder was explosive. I mean, this guy had some hops. He could play some ball. And he tells a story of him and KG on the All of Smoke, All the Smoke podcast. Again, Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, great podcast. They talk to athletes. Matt Barnes, very professional. Stephen Jackson, in my opinion, you know, he keeps it casual. He has those inside stories. You know, it's a one two punch. Matt Barnes impressed me so much. I just couldn't believe how professional that guy is being what you hear about him. And, you know, him being one of the guys who would get in the mix in these games when he played. I recommend you love basketball. You definitely support those guys and watch. But back to the Kobe. Kobe. Jordan played in a couple games. Uh, I think they played an all-star game against each other. I think that's the one Vince Carter uh, gave Jordan the starting spot. Uh, 
respect to his elder. And Jordan and Kobe went at it. You know, fans want to see it. Uh, I know they played each other when uh, Jordan was on the Wizards, which, you know, if you're a Jordan fan, you just he, – he played great, but you don't want to think about that. And you hear stories like Jerry Stackhouse trying to get out that team because they're trying to force it to Jordan and, you know, Stackhouse being one of the next Jordan in the group. You can see there were so many next Jordans that didn't work. And these guys were great talents. Injuries uh, just didn't work out. Wrong team, wrong system. Kobe became Kobe, who was the next Jordan when he got Phil Jackson. Running the same triangle offense with the same head coach. With better talent as far as centers go because you know on the last run Jordan had Rodman still had Pippen Steve Kerr uh Ron Harper you know they they had a squad Kobe on his uh run had Shaq who I would say at the time Shaq being the most dominant center would have been considered better than Rodman Rodman a Rebound genius. I mean, that guy could rebound and, and play lights out. Robin didn't need the ball. You could not ask for more on a team with Jordan and Scottie Pippen and a Steve Kerr for a guy who would rebound night in, night out, and did not want to shoot. I mean, that that's the only way that worked. But you got Kobe, you got Shaq. And Shaq been in the league a little bit longer. Star power is a lot more than Kobe's. Uh, you know, of course, you're going to say that's Shaq's team. But with that being Shaq's team, Kobe still had room to develop and really understand what he was trying to do and really get his game down with the same Zen master who taught Jordan. So in my opinion, when you look at it, you cannot compare LeBron to Jordan. Complete different body types. Uh, LeBron is going to go down as a great, hands down, great talent. Especially in his era, he's going to be labeled the greatest of his era. Uh, but for me, if I'm going to say greatest of all time, if I'm going to say Jordan, I would have to say Kobe because of Cody, Kobe's body of work that he was able to put together with him winning uh, two rings without Shaq really uh, put a stamp on what he was able to do, even though he had some talent with him. I mean, he had Mark Gasol, Ron Artez, um, who else was on that team? Uh, Brown. Uh, he had some talent around him. I think Bynum, but I don't know if Bynum, Bynum was hurt in 08. He was back when they beat Boston uh, the next time, uh, and then they beat, I think, uh, Dwight Howard, who was a great young center at the time, and, you know, you can't discount talent around you in any sport. The only person I would say didn't have as much talent on numerous championships runs would probably be Tom Brady, but they were great individual workers at their position. 
They may not have been well-known talent. Most championships, you need somebody that's, you know, at least a star for the most part. You look at any championship run, you know, you tend to have one star and, you know, at least an all-star, somebody that you're like, oh, man, that's an upcoming great talent. Uh, Very few people win without at least a second person. But football is a lot different than basketball. So that might have been a poor example. But when Kobe won five and, you know, he was running himself in the ground to get that sixth one, uh, you know, if he would have got it, maybe the comparisons would have been a lot more. Uh, But Kobe played in an era with a lot of great talent. I mean, people overlook a lot of the San Antonio run. I mean, you look at that team, great coach. They had an eye for talent that was unreal. Uh, Tim Duncan, you know, you, you can't, you can't discount Tim Duncan, arguably the greatest power forward ever to play. So if the San Antonio Spurs were not them, Kobe could very well have seven, eight rings. You know, uh, when Jordan left, you had a Elijah Wan win two in a row, you know. So you, you look at these teams that are like great talent and their team's right there. And, and you're talking about one, two players away can change everything you do. You need it top to bottom. Uh, the last dance that came out, Michael Jordan, I think it was the 10-part series. If you're a fan of basketball and you love these conversations on greatest of all time, those are things you need to watch. Now, it is, you know, one-sided. It is all Mike. Uh, You know, there could have been other people interviewing that could have probably told a little bit different story, but you get to see why they label Mike the greatest of all time And if you are just a fan of, like, the Knicks or Indiana, you know, another team out of the East, you're probably never going to say or admit Jordan is the greatest because of how bad he destroyed your team and hurt your feelings. And that's understandable because at the time when I was watching Mike as a kid, I didn't understand what I was watching or understand it. And so now that I'm older and I think back of watching and and I have an understanding of basketball on a different level, I go, man, you, you can't possibly say LeBron could be better than Jordan or Kobe. I mean, you wouldn't have LeBron or Kobe if it wasn't for Jordan. Jordan didn't get to watch Jordan. People after Jordan got to watch Jordan. And so when you see generational debates, like you don't see a lot of your Wilt Chamberlains and people from the 60s and 70s necessarily say Jordan's the GOAT. They say he's the GOAT of his era because he learned not necessarily his moves that he did on the court, but he learned to love basketball watching someone else. 
And so it's really hard to debate, especially when errors are different in basketball. You can watch highlights and see. I mean, there was an error of no three-point line. If you didn't have a three-point line, you don't have Seth Curry. You don't have Del Curry. You don't have Ray Allen. Uh, you don't have a lot of the points. A lot of your leaders, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, I think, is still number one scoring all time. There was no three-point line. So for you to have that many points with no three-point line, and I think at one point there was no free-throw line with, with without, you know, really stopping the game to have foul calls. Uh, think about that. You know, you're playing with, a lot of legends back then, Jerry West, uh, you know, to name a few, uh, Pistol Pete, um, Bill Russell, uh, you know, these guys all played in the same, around the same time in the 60s and 70s, Walt Frazier, uh, Bernard King, you know, all these guys come up in the 70s and 80s, and so, you know, Jordan had to watch some of these guys to start to develop or watch and see something that he thought he could do differently that could change the game. Uh, Jordan, being the GOAT of all time, was actually dropped from his high school team. Think about that. There's only one man in history that could tell Jordan, yeah, you just weren't good enough. I dropped you. You know, LeBron... Couldn't there's probably nobody ever say they dropped LeBron on a basketball team. Uh probably I'd say Kobe probably never got dropped. You know, especially him coming uh over from Italy where his dad was a player and him being around, you know, pro athletes his whole life, comes back to the States, plays in Philadelphia, and goes straight to the pros. You know, Jordan can't say he went straight pro. But LeBron and Kobe can. You know, so these guys were highly influenced by Jordan. Or the people that they watched were influenced by Jordan when you look at their age range. So it's hard to compare are they better than Jordan when they have so much Jordan likeness in them in their games. I myself, at the end of the day, still say Jordan is the greatest because of how he changed the way you play basketball. You can go back and watch highlights from the 80s, 70s. Nobody in history was doing the moves Jordan was doing. Even somebody like Dominique Wilkins, who was a power dunker. I mean, he was tenacious at the rim. He was a you 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 watch some Dominique Dunk. Wilkins highlights, you're like, man, this dude didn't play. He was trying to tear a rim off the backboard. He didn't do the kind of dunks and the kind of layups and, and have the air like Jordan did. Jordan changed the way people played basketball for generations to come after him. Jordan was drafted in 84. I was born in 84, so... You're talking about 30, going on 37 years later. The way this man played still shows up in basketball games. That's crazy. 
And so I hope you enjoyed listening. I uh, hope you got to pick sides if it's Jordan, LeBron, or Kobe, or, you know, whoever else is your personal favorite, uh, you know, based on who you root for or, you know, who you like. Uh, you know, some people might say Allen Iverson. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a ton of names you could go with. But I hope you enjoyed it, uh, got something out of it, maybe learned something new, and we'll talk next time. I want to thank you for tuning in to my podcast, New Equals Reason. I'm your host, Deshaun Brown. Conversation is key to communication. So let's keep the conversation going until the next time. Thank you.